0: Ephesians 3:20 20 Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21 now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all, all that we ask to him is that it? That's yeah. it. To <laughs> him be- Okay, there's there's a little more but okay, so you're in Ephesians, book of <laughs> Ephesians, Paul to the Ephesians church, that's great. Uh, anybody studying something on your own that's just like, hey, I've been I've been in a, you know, the book of uh, hesitations and I can't figure it out or somebody just anybody Isaiah you've been in the Old Testament and Isaiah that's great anybody else Jeremiah, Jeremiah another prophet okay Genesis. you already said Isaiah you can only do one book at a time oh, oh okay Genesis how about over here I'm on Genesis, I'm on Genesis reading through the Bible yes, sir. all right way to go <laughs> yeah Nahum oh, okay Nahum we might get to him later But he's one of the Nana brothers. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, Jonah and Nahum are the Nana brothers. We can explain that later, but that's who he is. Yeah, back there in the letterman jacket. Joshua. Okay, we're going to talk about him today. Pardon? Oh, your name is Joshua. Great. My name is Dino. I've not found anything resembling that except the Italian prophet. My name is Dino Maizano. But the Italian prophet—has anyone studied him? Malachi, very, la- yeah, very last book of the Old Testament. I like that book. Uh, got a good cannoli recipe out of that book. So, uh, well, that, there's a lot of ways that we can study God's Word. A lot of ways. It might be a theme. It might be a, a a series study. The book of Genesis at the church. It might be your Sunday school class. I love going to churches and finding out what's going on. And peeking around and kind of getting into trouble and reading your brochures. I mean, there's the the hot um, the hot woman beauty uh, pageant thing that's coming up. Pretty and pure. I'm sorry. It's it says I have five daughters. So I was reading this. It says explore how to look hot out of context and still be modest. Okay, great. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little aware of what y'all are doing. I'm excited about what you're doing. And I can just tell from website and, and seeing what's in your bulletin, y'all do a lot of good stuff. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the word out to the community. You're doing jail ministry. You're working with your young women. You're talking about purity issues. That's great. Um, but getting back to how we study the Bible, there's a lot of ways to study this word. There's a lot of books in the Bible. You might study a, a, a theme, like we said. It could be a topic, modesty. It might be Uh, A book of Scripture. It could be the Psalms. You're preaching through Psalms. Or you've got a special midweek men's study. It could be um, you're looking at one particular chapter. You might even zoom in and look at one uh, verse. What would be a good single verse that would be worthy of study, Pastor? Ephesians Ephesians 3.20 and 21. Thank you. That was good. Duh. You might even be looking... Even at uh, breaking down the, even a smaller part of that passage and looking at, at one sentence and, and studying the history, the etymology of a, of a word, uh, uh, maybe it's uh, 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 immeasurably more, T- to him be glory in the church. What does glory mean? What is that? How do we break that down? How does it look in my life? How do I apply it in my life? And we might spend, uh, you know, there could be a whole book written on just one little subject. That's great ways to study God's word. What we're going to do today is a little bit different. We are going to study God's Word taking a large, wide-angle view. We're going to give you a very, very large picture. And I'm going to compare it to, sometimes when we study all those things we talked about, the individual books that y'all are in, sometimes it could be a little bit like puzzle pieces. For me, it can be a little bit overwhelming even. Um, I'm sometimes I look like this guy. I was rummaging up in your resource closet, and I found this guy's uniform. I've never been to a church where I found this helmet. It's pretty cool. Sometimes you can feel like this guy, though, right? Kind of like, what do I do with all this stuff? I mean, I've got, I've got Malachi and Hesitations and Ephesians and, and Psalms and Isaiah and Genesis. How do I fit all these, these pieces together? I'm going to take this off. <laughs> Thank you. How do I fit that all together? And it can get sometimes a little confusing or a little bit overwhelming. What we're going to do today, if you have some familiarity with God's Word, and I'm sure a bunch of you all do, is we're going to take a lot of what you already know. You're going to help me teach today a lot. We're going to take a lot of what you know and kind of put it in some sort of order. Uh, If you don't know a lot of what God's Word has about it, you're in store for a a pretty good introduction to, to the big picture. It's a lot like, I like to compare it to a puzzle. How many of you like uh, making puzzles maybe word search or book puzzles or jigsaw puzzles joshua likes doing puzzles what's the largest amount of pieces you've ever done thousand uh, you've done a thousand 500. puzzle 500 okay I have done those, uh, 3D, 3d puzzles very good i remember when i started off with little kids you know we got the fisher price puzzles they're real easy there's like four pieces and they fit together <laughs> can't miss them but when you get to those bigger puzzles, it can be quite a bit. And again, you can look like this guy. I was looking for a puzzle up in the room. I didn't find one, so this is just, I'm going to pretend this is a big jigsaw puzzle, okay? Okay, what do we do that gives you, uh, uh, when you take a puzzle out, you, you, you open it up and you dump out all the pieces. What's the first thing you do? Corners, then what? Edges, right? And then you fill it in with all those pieces, right? You get all the sky pieces and you put them over here, right? What did you do? Color code it. You um yes. You look at the big picture. You look at this, right? Right? What would happen? What would happen if I gave you your jigsaw puzzle, sir, and I said, "Okay, what's your name?" Barry. Barry, here's your jigsaw puzzle. Go for it. <laughs> what would happen to Barry? What's Barry's challenge? He's very challenged. Ah, you're very funny. I barely laughed at that joke. The big picture. We need this big picture so we can take all those smaller pieces and see this goes right here. This goes right over in that lower corner. This one I'm not sure of. I'm going to set it off to the side. I'll figure it out later. That's kind of how we work the puzzle, right? Right? My job today, and walk through the Bible, has a really creative, unique ministry. My job today is to give you the big picture of the Old Testament. Just a big Goodyear blimp flyover view to where you're going to say, okay, I see where that goes. That prophet stuff, that goes right over there. And, oh yeah, we're going to cover the 77 major people, places, and events in the Old Testament storyline, the chronological storyline... We're going to teach you how to do that and you're going to memorize it you're going to know it in order and you're not going to take notes and we have another rule we may not even get to the rule this morning but one of our rules is do not try to remember good rules no notes don't try to remember you like it so far you think you can handle that well we'll see okay we'll see if i can make it hard that's my my job is today let's go to that next slide darlene that's me there, the uh, Hebrew looking fellow, helping you put these things in some kind of order. The Bible's a pretty big book. And uh, how, many, how many books are there in the Bible? 66. 66. We've got a lot of work to do. The Old Testament. Well, let's go to the next slide. Okay. Oh, there I am still helping you out. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, we're also going to, this, this is not just a bunch of memory work. Like, okay, now I know a bunch of facts. It's what has this got to do with me? What has this got to do with me? This story? That's great. That's God's story. That's what he did 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago. Whatever. What's it got to do with my life? History is really you know, look at that word. It's really his story. And you're a part of that. We're not going to be looking at some uh, we're not going to be looking at some genealogy of a bunch of other people. We're going to see that this is our family tree. We go back all the way to the beginning. Um, let's go to that next one. Let's, let's let's start off here. How many books are in the Old Testament? 37. That was a great guess. Thank you for playing our game. But thank you for volunteering because you went first and you got it wrong. Um, let me show you. Any other guesses? 39? Okay. Click the next slide, please. Let me tell you an easy way that you can remember that. Next slide. It should just come up, I think. Bing. How many letters are there in the word old? Three. How many letters are there in the word testament? Some of you are doing this. Nine. Put the three and the nine together. Bump them up. And you get 39. Can you click that next slide? It's not there. Imagine in your mind a three and a nine going into that first box. 39. Okay, that was pretty easy. Let's try it with the New Testament. How many letters are there in the word new? Three. How many letters are there in the Word? Testament, we already said. Nine. This is new math. This time we're going to multiply. So we would put three times nine equals Joshua. What is it? Three times nine. Get back in your seat. Just just get back in your seat. I came up with 27, right? Oh, we should give you another chance. Three times nine. 27. Very good. Okay. And then... We add those two together to come up with sixty six that 's an easy way that you can remember how many books are in the Bible what we 're doing here is trying to build early confidence in the learner. okay The questions are going to get progressively tougher as the morning and the day goes on. Uh, can we even go to that next slide? So we seem to be stuck that 's okay we 'll just forget about the screen. okay There we go. One of the things we 're going to do is um, actually you can you can darken that or go back i 'm sorry we um, we 'll we'll wait on that if I wanted to take all those pieces and and put them into some sort of order, where do you think would be a good place to start and welcome to this church family? God bless you, they must really like you you haven 't done anything wrong yet <laughs> so I met on staff at a church, so this is like a good time <laughs> <It's like> honeymoon. <laughs> No, no, it sounds like you have a good spirit in your church. I'm really looking forward to being with you all today. Um, if I wanted to start in God's big picture, let's just go ahead and do that. If I want to start out, where would, where would be a good place to begin? The beginning. That's very good. In Genesis. Okay, and somebody's already said I've been reading in Genesis. I think that's a good place to start. Um, let's let just go ahead and do that. Um, you all say it, to, say it with me. Uh, creation. Okay, creation. We've got one down, seventy-six to go. All right, give yourselves a hand. <laughs> creation. Okay. Um, you think it's going to get a little harder though, if we do it that way? Okay. Let me let me give you a little clue. Um, if I did something like this, if I said, "Here's the church, here's the steeple," open it up. And there's all the people. Can you all do that with me? Put your hands out and do that. How does it go? Here's the church. Here's the steeple, open the doors, and there's all the people. Did you, ma'am, did you work on that this morning in front of the mirror when you were getting ready for church? Did you practice that? Did anyone rehearse that thinking they might ask this today? No? How do you know that? You learned it when you were a little kid? How did you learn it when I was knee-high to a grasshopper? You all know that one? Yeah, you learned it in a childlike way. You learned it with a childlike faith, perhaps. I didn't go to church when I was a kid. I didn't learn anything that way. I learned all my stuff kind of late in life. But um, you learned it using your, your hands. And you also used it used your voice. And you kind of has a little bit of a rhyme to it, right? And it, it sticks. So what we're going to do today is use a, some learning devices that they are not new or anything like that. We're going to learn in that childlike way today. We're going to keep it simple. Any room for that? We're really good at walking through the Bible, trying to keep it simple. So um, instead of just saying creation, what I want you to do is put your hands in front of you and put like empty hands. What did God start out with before creation? Nothing. nothing. Okay? God specializes in taking nothing and making something spectacularly perfect and wonderful out of it. Okay? I'm looking at you. I mean, and, and, and what I'm thinking about is specifically you. The body of Christ. Your lives. He will take nothing and make it into something. And he will not just make it into just anything. He will, do, he'll, he will craft it into something uniquely um, with his stamp on it. Made in the image of the creator. You. God does that. What are some of those things of creation? Uh, if we talked about the six days of creation, what are those days? What, what, what happened on some of those days? Just holler it out. What did he make on the first day, the second day, the third day? Whatever. Light. What else? Yes. He made man. Yes. He made man on the sixth day. What else? Animals. I don't know what animal that is. It's the only sound I can make. Okay. He made that. What else? Pardon? The heavens and the earth. The light. Darkness to separate and all that. Dry ground. Fish in the water. What else? You are cheating. <laughs> okay, but yes, all that he did make. Amen, amen, amen. He took all that in the uh, creation, and something we had talked about. He made men, right? Man, he took Adam and he gave him Eve, and he placed them in a perfect place, a perfect garden, right here. Put him down in the garden. He said, "Guys." You've got free reign in the garden. There's another tree over there. You can just run to and fro. There's another one. You can have all this fruit. I've done it all for you. All these vegetables. It's all for you. It's perfect. There's water. It was lush. And he plopped him down. He said, I only got one rule. How many of you guys are good with only one rule? How many of you have broken only one rule? (laughs) Even though he only had one rule. He said, the only thing. Adam, Eve, this tree of knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat the fruit off that tree. The day you eat of that fruit, you will surely die. Hey, I'm teaching this seminar. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't. So what I want you to do, take those empty hands and uh, make a big world and just say, creation. Make a big circle. If you've got a big God, make a big circle and say, creation. You've just met your neighbor there. There is a little danger involved in what we're going to do today. Keep your hands up if you don't mind. Creation. This is—I call this the deodorant check um, sign of our church. Some of, of our walk through. What do you want to do with your hands? You want to put them down? You want to let them fall? Let's just say fall, fall. Do it with me again. Creation, fall. What I teach you today, usually is the, the hand signs that I teach you to go along with our narrative your hands will usually be in a position that will get them ready to do the next sign. It will almost come naturally. Okay, So it's creation, fall. Well, What happened back in the garden? There was a fall. Satan came up to Eve and said, Yes, did God really say, don't eat of any of the trees? I don't know if I can be heard here. But God's, God's holding out on you, Eve. He knows that when you eat of that fruit, you'll be just like him. And he doesn't want that. You're not going to die. very first lie takes place, right? very first lie. Go ahead, eat the fruit. It's all right. You won't die. You'll be just like Him. There's going to be a theme that we're going to see today that there's a lot of we want to be just like Him uh, through the narrative of Old Testament and Scripture. Eve takes the fruit, eats it. She doesn't just physically die right there on the spot, right? But what happens is, the first act of disobedience takes place, it sets in our system and in our genealogy and in her descendants, her family line, sin is taken root. It's going to be like cancer and just grow and spread and there's no stopping it. That's We call that the fall. Sin which separates her from God. God used to be in the garden with them, had fellowship with them in the garden. So God comes around and finds out what's happening and Kicks them out of the garden for this act of disobedience. Genesis, you can see the story. We're just going to kind of hit on the highlights here. Kicks them out of the garden and pretty much gives the curse to Satan, saying, It's on. It's on with you and me. This is not over. And I think Satan also, when he leaves the garden, says, No, it's not over. I'm going to be back. And I'm going to go after this line. Because um, there's a prophecy given right there in Genesis. God says, Don't worry. Satan, I'm going to take care of you ultimately through my son, Jesus Christ. He will strike you down. We will overcome you. But there's a lot to play out here. So Adam and Eve's family grows and grows. They were told originally to be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. Well, Adam and Eve do that. and uh, Oh, thank you. We finally got our 66 (laughs) books of the Bible. Now we can continue. Adam and Eve do that. They start having their family. They've left the garden and uh, they 're multiplying, and they have kids, and they do a great job of parenting apparently. Uh, what were their kids' first couple first kids' names Cain and Abel, and those two brothers were really tight. they really got along good, right? No seems as though that sin passed on from Adam and Eve rather quickly to Cain and Abel. Cain ends up murdering his brother. hmm, not too good of a start of uh, of uh, of the story of God's plan for my life. We've got murdering going on with the very first family. Um, so you see, it's not... Uh, and, and that sin that spread through Adam and Eve's descendants, uh, it's, it's gotten a lot better, right? Have you read the news lately? Checked out the internet? I don't even know what the story is in the last two days of, oh my, I cannot believe... Such and such is taking place or has occurred. Can you believe this? Sin is just spread and spread and spread and spread. Well, it goes all the way back to Genesis. And so we see very quickly in those early chapters, it got so bad. It says, by the time we get to is chapter 5, chapter 6, it says that God looks on who he's made and he said he's grieved because men were only sinning, that they had evil thoughts all the time. Only evil thoughts, all the time. God looks and says, "What? What am I going to do?" Well, God is a righteous God, God, and He's a loving God, and His justice does not He does not dismiss His justice and His mercy. He dispenses both of them, and He sends a judgment, discipline in the form of what? He sends a flood. He says, "I'm going to wipe this slate clean. I'm going to find a remnant, and there's always a remnant. Someone like you, right here, sir, ma'am." Okay, he finds Noah and his wife. What's your name? Right name? Mrs. Noah. Thank you. All right. He tells him what he's going to do. Start working, Noah. We're going to build a flood. We're we going to build a boat. You're going to build it for me. I just need you to believe. Just do this for me, would you, Noah? Would you do that? You're a righteous man. You're the only one I found. I'm going to do something spectacular through you now. But you got to believe me, okay? And what we said, we said, we had creation, and then what? fall. Take your hands down here and make little bubbles with your fingers and rise them above your head and say, flood. flood. Okay? Try it one more time. Flood. I'm from Southern California. I moved to Te- I'm not a Texan, but I got here as fast as I could. Okay? I don't have that bumper sticker, but I know that makes you happy. Thank you. I love Texas, by the way. Went to college at Abilene Christian University. So, we got floods. So, in Texas... When we teach this in Texas, we don't say flood, we say flood. So give me a good Texan flood, please, would you? Flood. All right. The flood um, wipes out everybody except who? Noah and his family. And after they get off the ark, he says, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. And so that's what Noah and his three sons and his three daughters begin to do. They are fruitful, and they multiply really well, but there's something that they don't really do. They don't fill the whole earth. They don't spread out. They kind of cluster. And by the time we get to Genesis chapter 11, the folks that God is is uh, blessing, and, and, and these families that are being blessed, they're clinging together. They're saying, oh, this is, okay, we're good. Hey, this is a great area right here that we sell. This is a nice, this is nice ground. And they decide to, um, build a great big city, and they say, "Hey, I've got an idea. Why don't we?" And I know, I know, God told our ancestors to spread out, but we're having such a great time here. We're having such rich fellowship. Why don't we build ourselves this great big city, and we'll also build this great big tower? Okay, yeah, it'll be so high it'll stretch up to the heavens, and we'll make a great name for ourselves. Kind of like we'll be almost godlike. We'll make this great name for ourselves. Does that sound good? Would you help me build this tower? Would you do that? And they, okay, so they get to work on the tower and they're building it, you know. Very advanced culture in those days. And they're working on the tower and they holler down and he say, hey, uh, uh, yo quiero Taco Bell. And the guy's like, what, what did he say? Hey, would you go go help him? Uh, send me up a two by four, would you? Uh, uh, para servicio en español, por favor, uno, primavera. And he's going, what? what did Joe say down there? I can't understand him. Would you check him out? He's got heat stroke or something. And, and he checks Joe out. And it's, it's, it's like, uh, Topper of noodles, Godzilla, Kanisha! Ah! It's like, what? What's going on? And over here, they're working on it. And they look at their, they're saying, hey, go, go, what's going on here? These guys are talking gibberish. And it's something like, uh, mamma mia, I know, ciao. Y'all leave it there, what did God do? He, he confused their languages. Parlez-vous français, mes And so there's frustration. What happens in a work situation like that? The, the work just stops. They're like, ah, ah. You know, and so all the people that talk like, Kawasaki, Nissan, Toyota, Hyundai, they all decided to kind of gather around because they understood each other. all the people that talked like you know parlez vu say oui oui monsieur bonjour, those guys all hung out together like that, the you know Yo taco Bell people they all hang out over here, and all the well we 're going to have barbecue today, and look, all the Texans they came all the way down to the south and everything like that. what What did God do with the people? He got them to do what he wanted them to do, which was separate fill the whole earth god has a way of getting what he wants doesn't he put your hands together like you're opening up an elevator okay like you're catching those doors and pry those doors open and say nations Nations. this is the beginning of nations it's the first time there's individual people groups and they're talking differently and there's very distinctiveness uh, distinctives in the different people groups it's language it might be skin tone or something like that but there's nations and they start to spread out these are the first four big events of all all of scripture okay and what we're going to do in a second is kind of zoom in a little bit more but these are big worldwide events um, and i want you to if you can stand up with me let's just do those together are you ready let's put out, hook that all together goes like this start with your empty hands put them in front don't hurt her okay say creation fall flood nations try that again with me creation fall flood nations just turn with a partner right next to you do that about 3 or 4 times till you got it down really good Okay, very good. Good, 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 good. Okay, this is easy. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to zoom in on our story. We're going to zoom in, and we're going to talk a little bit of geography. We're going to go back in our... Oh, you can have a seat. Have a seat. We're going to go back in our story just real quickly. Um, we're going to talk a lot about time today we're going to talk about uh, length of time usually it's going to be periods of time how long does something last for example how long are the jews in egypt we're going to talk it's going to be years this is the only time we're going to talk about how long ago does something take place we're going to go back in our story because when we get to genesis chapter 12 the story zooms in on one individual it goes from those four big events to individual events We're going to go back in time 4,000 years. And so how far are we from uh, the time of Jesus? We're about 2,000 years uh, from the time of Jesus. So if this podium is the cross, we're 2,000 years in the future, correct? So if I wanted to go back 4,000 years, I'd go back here. That's 2,000. And if I go back another 2,000 years, I've got 2 plus 2 equals... Four thousand years. Put your hands up. And make parentheses or brackets, and just kind of stretch them out, and say years. four thousand years. This is our biggest one, so these will be your biggest brackets. This is good calisthenics, by the way. Four thousand years, and just between you and I, this is the only one that's ago. It's four thousand years ago. Okay, we don't really say that in the signs, but just to help you out, we're going to go back in our storyline. 4,000 years back in history, and we need to go to a place right over, where is it? Oh, right here. Would you stand up, sir? Uh, What's your name? Norm. Norm. Good to meet you, Norm. When you come to the church, does everyone say, Norm? (laughs) Do they do that? Hardly. Hardly? I think you all ought to start doing that. I kind of. Little reference to uh, having a little too much TV in my system still, but uh, this is Norm. He used to be named Norm. Everyone, point to Norm and say, uh, "His new name is going to be Er." Point to him and say, "Hi, Er." Hi. Okay, your new name for the rest of the day, and I hope you'll stay all day, is Er. Do you understand? Yes. If you're eating lunch barbecue, it's going to be, "Hey, Er, pass the salt." Can you handle it? <laughs> this is your spot. This is a location. You know how to spell your name. E-R? No, that was TV. This is U-R. U-R. U-R-er. Okay, point at yourself and say, I am Er. I am er. Very good, Norm. All right, give Norm a hand. Thank you. Everyone point at Norm and just say Er. er. All right, I've got a map up here on the wall. What we're going to do is make this room into a very big map. The room is going to be a map. What I want you to picture, let's just say if there was one of those maps on a bigger screen right in the middle, and we blew it up, We took that map and then we took it off the wall and we put it on the floor. You follow? So north would be this way. Which way would be south? Very good. Which way would be west? That way. How about east? This is east. Okay, you ready for a little quiz? Let's try it. I'm going to point and you all say which direction we're going in. Ready? The proper response is ready or yes. Okay, here we go. Very good. Okay, one more, real quick, rapid fire machine gun. Are they ready? Here we go. Ready? North, south, north, south east, west, east, north. Uh-huh. I always like to hear the sound. What we get out of that? Up. Some people say heaven, ceiling, and stuff like that. Very good. That's what we've got on this map, um, and we're, we we just want you to have a basic idea. Now, do you see where that guy named the man formerly known as Norm is on the map? He's right down here. Here he is. Here's Ur. Very good. Give me a high five, Ur. Thank you. Ur. Now, the city of Ur, and 4,000 years ago, when we zoom in on this story, it's going to be on one family, one guy that lives in where? And Ur, just to help you place it on your map in this room, it's just north of this sound booth area, right? And this is called the Persian Gulf. Everyone take your hand and dip it in to the Persian Gulf. Dip it in with your finger, touch it to your mouth, taste it. What's it taste like? It tastes like those donuts you were eating just a little bit ago. But if you get past the donut, it would be salty, right? When we do the kids seminar, we, take, we have them say, salt. They have to touch the tongue. And I know that in these days of germs being spread, you may not want to do that. So I will let you slide by with just pointing to your mouth and saying, um, we'll dip it in again and say Persian Gulf. Put your uh, finger to your lips and say, SALT. SALT Salt is a handy little acronym we're going to use to remind us of the four people that our our story is going to center around or begin with in that city down here called what? Okay. The four people's names are, beginning with the letter S, we've got Sarah. Sarah. Just do that with me. Just point out and say, Sarah. Okay. The second person is... Abraham. Oh, I forgot to tell you who Sarah is. Sarah is? Abraham's wife. Very good. Abraham's better half is who? Sarah. And then we've got that other guy you just said, Abraham. At this point, his name was Abram, but to keep it simple, because we like simple, we're going to call him Abraham the whole day, all right? Agreed? Abe, if you need to call him Abe, Josh, you can do that. Okay, good job. He's got his Bible, he's like cheating back there. Sarah, Abraham... Okay, Abraham is Sarah's husband, works really good that way. And the third person is L. that stands for Lot. Lot is Abraham's nephew. Abraham's brother had died and so he inherited his nephew. And uh, so he's now taking care of his nephew, basically. And the last one is, uh, not as many people get this, not as many people know this one. The T stands for Terah, right? Terah is Abraham's father. His older father, obviously. And so this is not in any particular order. It's just we want to make a word, and we want that word to be salt. And so it's Sarah, Abraham, Lot, Tara. Try to just do that with me. Let's just hook that in. Let's start with um with Ur. No, let's start with 4,000 years. Let's just do that. Ready? 4,000 years. Ur. Got a point with me. It's over there. Ur. Persian Gulf. Salt. Sarah. Abraham. Lot, Terah. What happens in our story is God comes to Abraham down here in Ur and uh, he basically calls him and says, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham listens like, who are you? Abraham, we don't know why, but God chooses Abraham. I think he knows he's going to be a man of great faith. He says, here's what I've got. I'm going to start with nothing. I'm going to do something spectacular. I'm going to make a nation a peculiar, unique nation. It's going to be my people, my own chosen people. I'm going to start with you, old man. I'm sorry, I didn't. Abraham was old. I, so I, you're old too. <laughs> how old? How old are you? Seventy-nine. Ur qualifies. Okay, Ur, you're, you'd be a good Abraham, but you're already Ur, so don't worry. Okay, Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to make you into a great nation. Uh, I'm going to bless you with more descendants than there are stars in the sky or sea, sand in the, on the on the ground. You're not even going to be able to count your descendants. I will make you into a great nation. How many kids does Abraham and Sarah have at this point? Goose egg. They have zero kids, and they're a little uppity in years, right? They're a little kind of geriatric, all right. And so, uh, and he said, "Oh, by the way, I'm not done. By you and through you, I'm looking at you, Ur. I'm sorry, but through you, Abraham." I will bless who? All nations. nations. My plan is to bless everybody. But I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to do it through you. And isn't that cool? You just said cool. Isn't that cool, Abraham? Abraham's like, uh, uh, okay, sure. So he goes home to Sarah. He goes home to Sarah. Honey, honey, guess what? We're moving. Oh, we are, dear? Yeah, we are. We're moving. Where are we going, dear? uh well i don't know why are we leaving dear well i met god and god told us that we're going to leave this place and go somewhere well he will show us oh okay uh well i've loaded i've rented the rider chariot already and i've got some boxes and we are ready to go Uh, oh okay dear let's give sarah some credit this is a woman of great faith how many of you women would do this uh, someone's ready to move you might want to take note over there do a little intervention kind of thing but she's ready to go i don't know what that means but tune into that okay but yeah sarah says let's go i'm in i am in and so that's the, that's where the story begins amazing faith so they start out from what's this city called just north of the they're going to travel along two rivers. In those days, I mean, that was critical to survival. You needed to stay where there was water, right? And, and river routes and, and fertile areas were where there was animals that you could, you know, kill and hunt and eat and all that kind of stuff. And also water so you could survive and stuff grows where there's water. And uh, the area that they were actually headed to, if they had gone across, that was like a barren desert kind of thing. They would not have made it. So they're going to travel along two really great rivers and they both run into the, what is this? Thank you, Mr. Soundman. Yes, they run into the, the Persian Gulf. The one river is called the Tigris. Take your hand and just kind of make a little, just a little wiggly line and go up towards the screen up here and just say, Tigris. Okay, just Tigris. The other river is the Euphrates. That's easy. Can everyone do that with me? Say, Tigris, Euphrates. I will do it backwards. I'll say, Tigris, Euphrates. Now, I know the rivers run into the Persian Gulf, and some of you geography buffs can get me on this. But for our sake, it's a lot anatomically easier for us to say Tigris and Euphrates. Good enough? Bless you. Do these come off? They do. And in between those rivers, they come to a place. I need a volunteer. I need, who's a thespian in the group? You are? Mrs. Lata. Yes. Have a, okay, thank you for volunteering. You're a thespian? We have to be careful. Does everyone hear what I'm saying? (laughs) You're a drama geek. Okay. You're a drama person. Good. Well, they come this far and they get to this place, this chair. Everyone point to that chair and say, (sighs) Heron. Something happens in Heron along the way. And um, here's what I need from you. All right. Something you might want to stand. Something bad, ha- whoops, sorry. Something bad happens. Uh, you're going to be playing the role of a, of a man, but that's okay. You can handle it, right? You're a thespian. And <laughs> Okay. Everyone point to that city that chair is called Heron. And then I want you to put your hand over your heart and bow your head and say Terra dies. Dead. She was not mostly dead. <laughs> or he was not mostly dead. He was all the way dead. So what happens in this place? And what's our sign? Well, let's point and do the sign. Heron, Tara dies. A lot of people today are gonna die in this seminar. Hopefully not, you know, us. You, you no, you stay dead. And um, I just like the power. No, you can get up. <laughs> Thank you. That was very good. Probably too late for an Academy Award, but nicely done, nicely done, and that last little twitch at the end—that's what, that's what we're looking for, and we got it. So, Um, Tara dies. How's the plan going for Abraham? Like, man, you know, we don't know all the reasons why they settled here because this was not God's final destination for them, but this is where this happened, and so God, God, you know, Abraham is—he's heard God's call. He's listening. He's doing exactly what God says. And then he comes over here and his dad dies. It's like, wow. And again, we don't know all the details of that, but that's never a good thing. You know, a lot of us have lost our dads. That's never a good thing. That is a life event. And, you know, psychologists and all that stuff, they'll give you so many stress points for, you know, someone in your life like that dying. And it's a lot, right? And we many of us have been here. A lot of your heads are nodding. And that's sort of like, wait, I'm 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 doing exactly what you said, God, and 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 my dad dies. Wait, isn't this is this part of the deal? Apparently it was. Okay, apparently it was. What you know, and let's stop and just kind of make an application or two if we can. But when we're listening to God's voice, does that mean that you know we're we're Christians and we're saved by grace and, and God's got a plan for our life and we're sort of you know Teflon coated? You know, problems don't stick to me. You know, <laughs> hurricanes don't knock over my house. You know, floods don't affect my life. Earthquakes, they, they're, they're for other people. That other guy loses his job, but not me. Right? My family never dies. <laughs> that happens to all of us, right? You know, I think the point is, is God doesn't promise you like, hey, nothing's going to happen to you if you'll follow me. And congratulations and welcome to you also. <laughs> Youth pastor. Excellent. Um, and Mrs. Youth Pastor. No. No. Oh. Did I tell you? I have the, in my bio, Gift of Prophecy. I am so sorry. She wants to leave, and I just, Okay, this whole section needs therapy during lunch. Oh, Mrs. Worship Pastor, and they've got a ring, and they're good. All right. <laughs> but, you know, God, God says, you know what? Life, is. It, it, rains and it rains on the just and the unjust, the Scripture says. You know, it happens to all of us. When, when, when bad stuff happens, it happens to you and I, just like the unsaved person that lives next door to you or you work with that needs that hope. The, the difference is we've got a hope. And God's saying, hang on to me, Abraham, and go on this journey, and I will will pull you through it. You just hang on to me. And that's exactly what Abraham does. And eventually, he gets called again. And God's going to come to Abraham several times. But he gets that call again, and they head out from Haran. He buries his father, and he proceeds on with God's call, because God must have said, get going. It's time for you to go. And so getting back to some geography, we want to... To come around here. And Abraham travels about this far to this area right here where nobody is really sitting except this cute little girl. And she, she's, hey, little girl. Everyone <laughs> circle her. See how she's kind of waving around? Okay. Everyone, and say, Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee. Abraham's going to come and he's going to see this beautiful lake. Anything significant happen on the Sea of Galilee in Scripture? A bunch. It's that Sea of Galilee. just a tiny little blip. You can't even see it on that map. But that's the Sea of Galilee. You guys right here, we're going to talk about four bodies of water really quick. So this is the first one. Sea of Galilee. What is it? Okay. And you, sir, right here, would you stand up? No. You wouldn't? Come on, do it. Would you stand up for me? Would you stand up for me? And would you stand up right here? Okay. You three guys, high five real quick. High five. You're like, I am never coming back to this church. Okay. Flowing out of the Sea of Galilee, and it's beautiful. Has anyone been there? Okay, you've been there. Wow, I'm impressed. Sea of Galilee. Uh, it's a beautiful place. And flowing out of that, it's this windy river. This windy river. It's just kind of a twisty sort of river. And we like to say, um, this is boring, Jordan River. We like to say, Jordan River. Okay? So I need, I need your best twist moves from whatever era of your life you want to take it from. Okay. Hey, you want to sit over here? And we're going to say Jordan River. Okay. okay, ready? Here we go. Jordan River. Come on. This guy was the cool guy at the school dance. He was like the guy that stood in the corner. Which I wasn't cool. I just didn't even go. But, uh, so it's what is our sign for Jordan River? Jordan River. Okay. And I know you're going to work into this as the day goes on. These these seats somehow I think they might be available after lunch. Right so. now. <laughs> You're okay. So what's this right here? This little girl is Sea of Galilee. And who are these guys? Jordan. Okay, have a seat, guys. Good job. And ma'am, I have bad news for you. Uh-oh. Can I put this hood on you? It mess your head? No, no. Everyone go <laughs> dun dun dun, 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 dun. I'm dying. Or it could be kind of looks... Well, I have bad news, but you're sitting in the Dead Sea. So just circle her. Usually there's more people, but it's just you today. Circle her and say, Dead Dead Sea. sea. And say it with as little emotion as possible. Say, Dead Dead Sea. Okay, what are you, ma'am? Dead Sea. There was an instructor teaching for Walk Through the Bible, and during one of the breaks... A gentleman came over to the instructor and he said, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, excuse me, could I talk to you for a moment? He, yeah, what, what is it? He goes, well, I'm, I'm currently sitting over in the Mediterranean and uh, I'm a mortician and I would be more comfortable sitting <laughs> in the Dead Sea. Could I move? And so, again, if there's anyone in those arts, uh, you're welcome to sit back in the Dead Sea after lunch. Dancers, these are the hot seats right here. Uh, we need some water right here. I don't like empty seats, so those three bodies of water again are the Sea of Galilee, Jordan River, Dead Sea. One more body of water, and it's over here. You guys are in it. Congratulations. You're all wet. Yay. All right. Everyone wave over to the rest of the group. Wave. You know what that is? It's the waves of the Mediterranean. Okay? Stormy. Stormy. It's a storm. Hurricane. Okay. You guys... Just everyone take a hand with a sweeping motion and say, Mediterranean. 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 You guys are really in the Mediterranean. You're over here. Everyone here is the Mediterranean. Four bodies of water. What are they? One more time. Sea of Galilee. Jordan. River. Dead Sea. Mediterranean. And in between those bodies of water, you all chose the very good sea, even though the other problem is this. You all are sitting in... Israel. She just went, I'm in Israel. I'm in Israel. You are. Everyone take your two hands, your fingers, like so, and say, Israel. Israel. Try it again. Israel. Israel. Let's try the wave right here. We'll start. You guys will do and then you'll do it, and we'll work our way back. Ready? Israel. Come on, Israel. Let's go. All right, one more. Israel. Israel. And these two fingers are really important that you're using, Israel, because, um, why uh, this stuff is designed so i'll remember it too um these are for oh yes i want you to point to your left eye next right you're going to point to your left eye i like to demonstrate myself like that and we're going to get back to our family abraham and sarah were promised some kids right a bunch of kids how many kids do they have Zero. They're still at zero at the moment. And so a lot of time has gone by. I'm not exactly sure how many years even, but some time expires. And Abraham's like, okay, uh, so this is the land God's going to give us. What's this land called again, guys? Israel, Israel, right. He's going to give us the land, um, but part of that promise was um, kids. And uh, back in those days, you know, anyone watch TV? You know, all the commercials these days about certain products. You know, the embarrassing products that are out there. You're like, kids, get out of the room or you change. Where's the remote? Because there's this couple and they're talking and, you know, they didn't have those products back then. Right? Does anyone know what I mean? Oh, okay, good. I mean, I hate the. How many of you love these commercials? Or you hate them? You hate these commercials. It's just like I'm embarrassed. It's like, you know. So anyway, they had none of that help. There was no therapist. And they're like geriatric people. They're old. And God says, you're going to have kids. Abraham says, you know, it's taken God a long time. I'm going to do something. Uh, actually, Sarah comes to him with the idea. Sarah says, honey, honey, um, well, you know, I know that God said I'm supposed to have children. But, um, well, I don't think it's going to happen. And... Well, I have a servant. Uh, What was her name again? Hagar. Hagar. And in the culture of that day, this was perfectly fine. You could still have a son if you had a son with Hagar. We had kids with Hagar. And and that would be okay with me. I still love you. But why don't we do that? And Abraham's like, okay, okay. sounds good to me, whatever. (laughs) I mean, think about that. And and God, I don't know, God throughout Scripture has a a sense of humor when it comes to family stuff. Have you noticed all these old ladies having babies in the Bible? Well, this is the first of them. And so she says, why don't you do that? And Abraham says, that sounds good. I kind of call this um, Abraham and Sarah's plan B. It's their plan B. God has clearly said, here's what plan A is. And he hasn't gone into great detail, but he says, I've got it under control. And Abraham says, well, you're taking a little long, God. Um, I'm going to help you out. How many of you all ever have helped out God? You guys back here ever help out God? You know, he's taking a little while. I mean, we can apply this a bunch of ways. I know, I, I, I know, uh, you know, think about your, your, maybe it's work related. Maybe it's taking that job that, that maybe God at one point had said, You know what? Here's my will for you. And you understood that. and It was confirmed by the word and, and, and people in your lives. And, but you kind of throw that plan away and you, you kind of take whatever job you're, you kind of want to take because it's, it's bread on the table now, right? And you do what you think you have to do. And I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that maybe that's something like that. Or maybe it's relocating your family and you're not really sure. And you find, yeah, I'm doing it. But you, you just didn't get that go ahead from God. You didn't get the green light. You just kind of said, I, I think the light's green now. Right, and you went ahead. That's kind of what Abraham does. He says, Let, "Let's help out God here." Um, and I just—you got to laugh. Does God need my help? Absolutely not. But is, does Abraham have this volume of Scripture to go back on? <laughs> is he like, "Well, it says in the sixty-six books of the Bible that I can, you know, faith is the certainty of things hoped for, and that the certainty of things not seen." So let's just hang in there. Did he have that? From the book, no. Abraham is doing pretty good, but they come up with God's plan B. My my point to just stop here on that is God never needs our plan B. But we love to push that button, don't we? Well, that's what they do. The first son that they're going to get out of that deal, the plan B, baby, point with your left eye, your left hand, your left eye, and say, Ishmael. 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 Very good. He uh Abraham raises Ishmael. He's an old guy, and Ishmael's on the scene for, for a while. He's a, probably a teenager by the time that the right baby comes along. And so what I want you to do is point to your right eye and say, Isaac. You're going to point to your eye, and it's the child, the blessing and promise. This is God's child that he had intended for Sarah and Abraham, and she laughed, and he, you know, it's a great story. You can read about that. But put those two kids together. Let's just say, Ishmael. Isaac. This all happens in what country? What land? Israel, Ishmael, Isaac. Try those three together with me, would you? Israel, Ishmael, Isaac. The child is born to Sarah and now they're, they're off and they're on their way. They've got family started, right? And it's going and the be fruitful and multiply thing is really about to kick in with God's people. Through Abraham's seed, um, Isaac is going to have a child as well. In fact, he's not going to have one. He's going to have two. Those two children, um, are I, they're unidentical twins. But they're twin boys. And we're going to... Uh, who remembers what that first boy was named? Esau. 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 Joshua, what color is your hair? Is it kind of red? No. Are you sure? No. Oh, you don't want it to be red? I don't know. Your beard's kind of red. Okay, yeah, well, I'm anyway. Irish. You're Irish. I think... I I think you have red hair. Anyway, um, he comes out, and the first baby comes out. You know, they're there. They're in the home birth room, and they're catching the baby, and the first baby comes out, and he's like, okay, okay, boom. And his name is uh, Ishmael, and they go, whoa, this kid is... Oh, sorry about that. Thanks. See, you guys know this. The first baby comes out, and they're like, whoa, this kid is hairy. Hairy. He's one of those hairy kids. Have y'all ever, you know, the delivery room, our first impressions, there's a lot of whoa. How many of y'all done that? Whoa. <laughs> How many? I've done it six times. Anybody done it six times? We said whoa, like whoa. But this is a twin situation. First baby comes out, very hairy, kind of reddish skin. And they name him a name that, that goes along with that. Esau kind of means like hairy little red guy. Okay? That's, No. Check with your pastor. Check the Hebrew. Hairy little red dude, I think is what it is. Isn't it? The little little Esau man. Okay, so what's his name? Esau. But we need a sign for him. Reach out on your arm and and find some hair. You know, if you've got a sleeve, this man's unbuttoning. You don't have to get undressed. But he found some hair. Rub that arm and say, Esau. Okay, Esau. Hairy guy, right? The second boy that comes out. Okay, Another baby's coming out, and they're like, the first one was really red and hairy. I wonder what's going to happen next. Probably be even hairier. Well, these two twin boys could not be further apart. We're going to find that out as their story unfolds in the book of Genesis. They are very unlike each other in many ways, personality, physical, and everything. The second baby comes out. Oh, he's smooth skin. He's a smooth-skinned boy. I bet when you were born, you were like, is this your mom? Was he like smooth baby boy? Yes he was. Yes. <laughs> Can you kind of rub him like you did when he was first born? My little baby boy. How tall are you now? Six He's six four now. Can I I'm not gonna do that, but I wanted your mom to do that. But she like she like held you and said, Oh, feel his skin. Is this your firstborn? Baby. But oh baby born. Firstborn, right? Oh, and those babies, they feel so good, right? Put your hand to your cheek and say, Jacob, you know, you're, you, you've got rough skin there. Find some smooth skin right up here, maybe. <laughs> and say, Jacob, you're going to fit in here really good, man. <laughs> this is like barbecue the new staff day with that guy from Walk Through the Bible. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Um, Jacob, smooth skin, but also remember this. Jacob was a smooth operator. Very smooth operator. He was, and and, you know, I think everyone in this room kind of knows what a smooth operator is. Jacob, throughout his life, he's going to be cutting corners, trying to take advantage. Wherever he can kind of get his foot in the door and and get ahead, he's going to do it. And so he is a smooth operator. Okay? Careful of smooth operators. (laughs) All right. Okay, Josh, we usually don't answer questions or... Take comments, but I love you already. So. Smooth operator, you Smooth, operator. Smooth operator. Yeah, that's right. That's who. Juiced. Very good. You can do a solo after the break. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to. Let's go back to these four bodies of water real quick. What are they again? There's the Sea of Galilee, Jordan River, Dead Sea, Mediterranean, Israel, Ishmael. Isaac, Esau, Jacob. Very good. Let's, we need to do a couple more kids and we're going to wrap this up here real quick. Um, Jacob has, oh my goodness, Jason, Jacob. Jacob is going to be very prolific, uh, kind of like the Duggers or something. Jacob is going to have 12 sons and one daughter. I'm a homeschooler, so I know families like this. They're all over the place, they're crazy. Big mans, lots of kids. Um, twelve sons. Okay, now you guys have kind of gotten the idea. You're sort of good at this stuff. Um, let me give you the, san, the signs for the twelve sons of Jacob. And it, it's something like it goes... Did you get that over there? Because I never do it twice. How about, how about if we do one son? Deal? All right, don't tell them in Atlanta. That's our headquarters that, that we're doing one. We're going to do one son. Let's do the most famous son of Jacob. Who might that be? Joseph. Okay, what was Joseph famous for? Dreams. He had these abilities um, uh, to, to interpret dreams. And what, uh, what else? He had that he had that musical that Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of signed him up for. And he got like a lot of royalty money, so he became really wealthy. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. How many of you have seen that? Okay, well, it's okay. the Joseph. So what about that coat? Take that coat and just grab his coat of many colors. Joseph was the favorite of Jacob. And uh, Jacob loved him more than the other sons. It was kind of some weird parenting, but he loved Joseph. And so, so much that he gave him a really cool coat of many colors, which was very rare in those days. And so Joseph was receiving the He received that. He was one of the youngest, too. He was like second to the youngest of the sons. And so he was like the bratty little brother, maybe. I don't know. I don't think Joseph was a brat. How many of you are the youngest in your family? Raise your hand. Okay. Did anybody get called little brat? I thought that was my name until I was like 20. Because they only referred to me as that little brat. Any little brats in here? Right there. Oh, she's sitting with us. Okay. Yeah, I was a little brat. But I don't know about Joseph. But he was the favored one. And so... You know, Joseph gave him that cool coat of many colors. So just grab those lapels and say, Joseph. Joseph. One, a couple stories about Joseph, really one. Um, Joseph would hang out with his dad and he'd stay home and everything. And the boys would go off and work in the field, right? And so one time Jacob says, go out and see how your brothers are doing. Bring them some bread and check it out. And so Joseph does that. And he goes out into the field and he's like, hey, hey, guys. I think Joseph wore glasses. Hey, guys. <laughs> dad sent me to check on you and see how the work was going. Oh really? He did that uh, little, little brat you. He goes, "Yeah, hey guys, while I'm here, you want to hear about one of my dreams I had? Uh, uh, a dream would be you working. Uh, that would be a dream. <laughs> no, well, actually, it was a, a, it was kind of an astronomy dream, and it was about the sun and the moon and the stars, and they were all up there. We all had our own one, and and all of your stars, <laughs> they they all gathered around. They bowed down <laughs> to my star. <laughs> Isn't it great what God's gonna do? And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, I had another one too. It's more about like what you're doing right now. And it was, we were all gathering our wheat shocks together and we were making our stacks of wheat. You know, how goddamn we have to do that. Or you guys really do it. I just stay home and play Nintendo. But, um, and so all of your shocks of wheat were bowing down to my shock of wheat. <laughs> uh, and they were like, mm. they didn't think he was a prophet. They thought he was a hot dog. Yeah, they did. And they did not relish the fact that in terms of their father's love, they could never catch up. No, really. No, I'm on a I'm on a roll. So finally, no, let me let me be let me be frank with you. Mustard you be that way? And so finally, finally they get up enough nerve and and they're going they were going to kill him. They were going to kill him. Had it not been for another sandwich by the name of Reuben, who intervened, (laughs) he saved the day. And he said, let's not kill the kid. Let's just let him kind of disappear off into slavery. And so that's what they did. They hated the guy so much. And we're thinking, wait, this is God's family. This is Abraham's seed. This is going to bless all the nations. This is not going well, all right? And so eventually Joseph goes all the way down here I'd say Joseph goes all the way down here to this little booth right over here. And where is this corner called? This is Everyone point down here with your hand and say Egypt. But we need to take Joseph to Egypt. Kind of a little caravan thing. It was uh, it, We're going to say the sign. It's going to say it like this. Say Joseph, Egypt. So take him there. Say Joseph, Egypt. And he goes down. Okay, and he's down in Egypt. Incredible stories about the life of Joseph. Genesis chapter like 37 to 50 is dedicated to all the stuff about Joseph. It's amazing. Joseph is one of the great types or, or characters in all of Scripture. He does the right thing every time he has the opportunity. He's just got character. He's not a little brat. He's a great man of God and great faith. And eventually, the story we're, we're kind of ran, running down here at the end of the session, but... The story is, eventually there's an incredible story of forgiveness and mercy. And Joseph, when he has the chance to do payback on the brothers, because through a series of events involving famine and going down to Egypt, Jacob sends the sons down to Egypt and he says, you know, they've got food down there. The reason they had food? Joseph. Joseph has risen in power through his character and his conduct. And God blessed him. Eventually, Jacob's whole family moves down to Egypt at Joseph's invitation. Joseph says, come on, go get Benjamin, my little brother, and dad. You can all live here. It be great. That's the first time we're going to call Abraham's seed through Jacob's family and his sons, those 12 sons and his wives and their kids. We're going to call them the Jews. Okay, that's just to symbolize the Jewish nation. It's small. There's only about 70 of them. Right? But that's, we can identify them as that Jewish group, the Jewish people. What we want to do as a sign of respect uh, and, and, and signifying the Jewish people, they wear yarmulkes, many do, even today. And just put a little hat on your head say, Jews. Jews. And then take them also to Egypt. 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 So we have who going to Egypt? Egypt. You've just finished the book of Genesis. What I want to say about this, though, is the story doesn't seem to be going real smoothly. There's a number of events that don't seem to make sense. And Joseph has a great statement in the book. He says, what you intended for harm, what? God intended for good. good. You know those tapestries? I love this illustration. You've heard the kind of tapestries. You know, the one side, if you turn that tapestry backwards, it does not make sense, does it? It's all Um, strings and material crossing over and it's just it's a mess but when you flip it over it's what god was creating all along and it makes perfect sense to me i like to think of that i mean my life has been like that a lot it doesn't seem to make sense doesn't seem to make sense what's god doing god had all the people growing right where he told abraham it would be and now they've left now they're in where they're in egypt what's up with this story what I need you to do is come back after lunch. We're going to continue on with that story. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, we'll put this all together. But what I need to do, is there another slide there, Darlene? What we need to do is celebrate that you've done the first 20, 23 of the 77 steps. You already know them. okay? And you didn't write anything down. You weren't trying to remember. That won't advance. But later in the day, you're going, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I know Genesis, Right? Later in the day, you're going to want to whine. About 61, 62. There may be rebellion. I don't know your group. I'm starting to get a feel. I'm worried about Josh. Um, Your first time here? All right, man. You might want to whine a little bit later in the day. We will make this as painless as possible. It's going to be a blessing. But what I'm going to do is give you 15 seconds now just to whine. Okay? No, don't go yet. Don't go. I'm looking at my watch. This will be the one time you can whine throughout the day. And if we don't, if you whine at all later on, we go all the way back to the beginning. Right now, that's no big penalty because we're not going that far back. But later in the day, you're not going to want to go all the way back. Okay? So I'm going to give you 15 seconds. This doesn't count just for today. This is like, let's just say the rest of February. I know it's January. Oh, the whole year. It's part of the vision. 2010, no whining. Okay, everyone, on your mark, get set, go. Whine. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I want to watch the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl either. I'm whining about the Pro Bowl. I get oh. Uh, uh, who is this guy from Burnet? Couldn't they got someone from Dallas? Oh, eh, eh. No more whining. Not just today. Not ever. About the new worship guy and the songs he sings. It's too slow. It's too fast. It's too this. It's too that. Amen, brother. That youth guy. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I want. I forgot his name. I know he grew up in the church, right? I want. I want shame back. No. Nah, no whining. You can. Pass, you can whine about the pastor. They're, God gave them the gift to take it. It's part. Of, That's part of the shepherding process. Okay, why don't, and and so what we're going to do throughout the day is, uh, I'm going to say, why wouldn't it be great if we went all the way back, and when I say that, your hands are just going to go together like fists in front of you, and you're going to, they are, and you're going to say, go, go, go. And I'm going to say, to the beginning, and you're going to jump out of your seat, and you're going (laughs) to cheer, because you love to go back to the beginning. Try it with me, would you? Wouldn't it be great if we went all the way back, Go, go, go. To the beginning. Stand up, stand up. Let's put everything we've learned together. We're going to review a little bit more throughout the day. Do I look green? Okay, good. All right, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. Creation. Fall. Flu. Nations. 4,000 years. Ur. Persian Gulf. Salt. Sarah, Abraham, Lot, Terah, Tigris, Euphrates, Haran, Terah dies, Sea of Galilee, Jordan River, Dead Sea, Mediterranean, Israel, Ishmael, Isaac, Esau, Jacob, Joseph, Egypt, Jews, Egypt. All right. Give yourselves a hand. There you go. Come back after lunch. I can't wait to take us through the rest of the way and uh, God is going to bless us. Amen. All right. Is everybody having fun? Yeah. <laughs> Dino's a hard act to follow. I want everybody to listen real quick. Just just listen before we before we start moving here. we got a couple of things that we need to cover. OK, here's the deal. There's about 300 chairs in this sanctuary. We're going to feed about 200 people, more or less. Um, if you're not going to stay for the afternoon session, feel free to stay for barbecue because we have plenty. Listen, if you have your personal belongings left here, you need to put them in a place maybe around the stage or something where you